Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100. For a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Welcome to the ninth episode of the Meet the Man Cunian podcast. Every week, I aim to introduce you to an interesting Man Cunian from the sculptry diverse city Manchester. We will hear from ordinary people making an extraordinary impact. Presented by Deepa Thomas Sutcliffe. Newbie Mancunian. Tune in every week for a new episode. Looking to find out what's going on in your community? We hear from Mel Page, co-founder Drawing Board Productions in this episode. I'm delighted to introduce my guest Mel Page, co-founder Drawing Board Productions. Thank you Mel for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. How do you find a passion for community newspapers? So, I was in a period of um change at the time that my business partner Amanda Forey approached me with the idea. Um I was on maternity leave. I was thinking of ways to pivot the job I was doing at the time and I had already had inroads in working in the community. So when she approached me with the idea of a newspaper, I just thought it was a fantastic fit for how I wanted things to move forward with my career and we had already determined that there was a desperate need for a platform to communicate the things that were happening locally um either trying to find baby groups or trying to find meetups for exercise or trying to find out what local groups were doing or local businesses even you know where do they advertise how do they get their name out there um this needs to have that single point of contact a single platform that wasn't digitized um so the opportunity to create a newspaper was just i couldn't resist <laughs> i love it but tell us about how you started taking that to the local communities and you i think working in more than one community now aren't you yes we are so we started out in the heatons and reddish which is where both amanda and i live um amanda actually grew up in stockport so she um has been embedded in the community for many more years than i have i'm a southerner so uh, a northerner by kind of being adopted uh, by the area um but it was a case of having already worked in the community in various different forms i had undertaken a couple of event management um projects um delivering local events um amanda was the first um person to establish the heaton more um producers market which is still going just um with a different um lead and so we felt that we were very well connected within the community um and realized actually that everyone was very welcoming when we brought the idea to them they also felt the need for a platform to communicate what they were doing either not having the resource to do so online not really understanding the process of how to make social media work for them um or just finding that many of the people they were trying to target weren't 
on a digital platform. So they wanted to get something hard copy in their hands that they could enjoy over a cup of coffee. So it was very well received by the community. Um, and we have rolled out the same model now of community newspaper in two other communities and found that even though we don't live there, they've still been really welcoming for the idea. So that's been really reassuring and encouraging. That's lovely. And I think you were thinking of perhaps expanding to Withenshaw at some point as well, right? Indeed, yes. So we do have a capacity, really, um, of only three newspapers, which we've reached at this point. It's just myself and Amanda that are in the business. We have a number of volunteers that help us with distribution. But in terms of actual production of the newspaper, um, it's myself, Amanda and our designer. And that's it. So capacity has been reached. We've got three and we are comfortable with that number. What we now need to do is look for um, people embedded in their own communities who want to um, establish a community newspaper and we can help them along the way. So if there's somebody in Withenshaw that would like to do it, we would welcome their commitment to, uh, to producing a, a, Withen- a Withenshaw post. <laughs> That's interesting and I'm hoping some of my listeners might be uh, from the local area. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, who is it that you're helping and supporting? You talked about classes and local businesses, but two things. Who are the people who contribute to your uh, newspaper and who are the people who read your newspaper? So we have contributions from any sector of the community that can be from a local community group. It can be from um, a resident who wants to write a regular feature or even just do a letter to the editor about something that they've Um, experienced within the community, um, concerns that they might have as well that we can address with local councillors, but it is a positive news publication. So we are always looking for those success stories, achievements. We have students who write for us, which is wonderful, seeing that new journalist um, passion coming through from the school network. Um, And we link in with local businesses. So we have a number of um, industry specialists who write for us now in the finance sector um, across um kind of yeah we're actually going to launch one in um, Cheetah which is to do with the housing market um so a number of different industry experts as well who contribute some of uh, their content um, our readers are anybody that wants to know what's happening locally um we tend to find that um, the majority of our readers are probably those that don't access that news online um, but we also have a lot of content that isn't online anyway so we find you know is anyone from you know, young parents who want to find out about kids groups all the way through to people who are retired and want to know what they can do in their spare time, but also people that are freelancing and might want to connect in with local business support networks, um, people that want to get fit and don't know which community groups offer the running around the Heatons or digging up the um, various different green space that we have to plant beautiful orchards and things. So it's really a very, very mixed readership. And we love that about the paper. We love that that reflects really the number of different backgrounds and people that we have living in the Heatons and Reddish. Lovely. Were there any challenges along the way that you, you know, setting up a paper and it's quite an ambitious project. So were there any big challenges and any learnings you have from that? Our major challenge, which still remains a challenge, is funding because it's a not-for-profit organisation. The newspaper is completely unfunded in terms of having any external support. Um, We did have seed funding from the area ward um, fund, so that's done through the support council. And as part of the locality boost fund, we've been able to get some funding to support other areas of our project. 
But in terms of the newspaper, it is very much we have to drive the advertising revenue and then that helps us to print the next issue and cover design costs and distribution. Um, and we want to ensure that it's not an advert heavy publication. So it is always keeping that steady balance. Um, obviously, we could have tons and tons of adverts and be able to afford every single issue that we print, but then that would not be engaging for our community. So we're always striking that very, very careful balance um, to give the local businesses a platform, but to make sure it's not too advert heavy. Uh, but yes, funding is always the challenge. Um, I'm not sure we've quite cracked the answer yet, but I have to say over the last month, we've seen significant interest from either funding bodies or enterprises within the um, Stockport area who are very, very keen to help. A lot of it is with free training and resource, but it's brilliant to know that they're seeing us as an essential service. And hopefully that will be something the council can then also see and funding will be forthcoming. Fingers crossed. <laughs> for you I, I hope so it's a very <laughs> worthwhile project so I, I do hope that you get the support you need uh, whether it Thank be you. resources or funding can I ask you was what impact would you say you made and we've actually just undertaken a social impact report and it's been fascinating to see the feedback um, we asked all of our community groups and um, other local representatives that we work with and local businesses and our readers to write in filling in a short form and let us know how they feel about the newspaper and the impact that we have had. And it's just been wonderful to hear the stories. And it ranges from volunteers who deliver the newspaper for us um, on their street. They found that it gives them an opportunity to get out, to meet the neighbours, get some exercise, particularly prevalent in lockdown when they needed a purpose to get out and about and, you know, have some real social connection with people when everything was so challenging. So that's been one wonderful um, bit of feedback from our community groups. They've seen an uplift in either engagement from current members, uh, new members joining, or for projects that been, they've been doing. Um, one of the local um, community groups, Sustainable Living in the Heatons, um, last summer they did a plant to sunflower um, competition, essentially, and they had over 350 respondents who asked for seeds to be sent to them. And that was as a result of being in the paper. So that was just so wonderful because... Normally, I think they had said when they've done it in the past, it had been between 50 and 100. You can already see the impact that that makes on a local community group trying to increase their engagement. And then the other thing has been from local businesses. So we um, have a spotlight on business every month, which is an interview done by one of our um, volunteer journalists. Um, and also we have had a lady contribute an article on local businesses that she's had great experiences with. And um, a local baker, Bakerloo, said that she got 25 new customers out of the article that was in the paper. Um, and that is exactly the kind of quantify um, metrics that we need to prove that it's an essential service, it's something that everyone seems to enjoy, positive news only, which is quite unusual for publications. Um, and it seems to be having the impact we always hoped it would, uh, which is just very encouraging. That's amazing. And I, I am looking forward to having a chance to read one of your papers soon. So how can interested people reach out to you and learn more? So we have a dedicated email for each of our publications. Uh, it's just news at and then the name of the publication, .co.uk. So at the moment, we've got Heaton's Post, Cheetah Post and Digby Post. If you want to come and wander down to our hub, we actually have a community hub space, which uh, we have for three reasons, it's our office. It's a place for people to come and chat to us and tell us what they're worried about or if they have any news. It's an artisan makers 
space. So we support 30 local makers and sell their beautiful products. And then we also have one little part of our hut, which is for expert sessions and pop-up events, things like meeting with local PCSOs. So if anybody's in the area, it's on 11 Tatton Road South, which is right next to Heaton Chapel train station. They can just pop in and come and have a chat with us. We're open every single weekday. I'm currently closed at the weekends, but it's something we're looking to hopefully open when the weather's better. And then in terms of um, other opportunities to meet with us, we are going to start a monthly um, just drop-in session, essentially, um, based in Didsbury and Cheadle um, in the week that the paper is released. So you'll always be able to pop down to us, grab the latest copy, and we'll um, make sure on social media we're telling people where we're going to be, which beautiful coffee shop we've chosen for that week. Um, so that's another opportunity to come down and chat to us because we recognise that whilst we're based in the Heatons, we also want to be easily accessible for people in the other areas. That serve. What advice would you have for somebody looking to set up something similar in their local community, maybe a community newspaper in another part of the world? We would absolutely love if that was starting to happen um, because I think that every community needs a newspaper and a hub as well, if they can. It's something that has just been vital for our community. We've seen it replicated in Cheadle now and Didsbury and the same impacts are happening there. So it is an essential service really. Um, and if somebody wants to do it, then that's wonderful. They're gonna need a lot of time. They're gonna need a lot of patience with waiting for those connections and community engagement elements to come together. But essentially if they feel that they're embedded in their community and they have good networks, then those challenging parts of setting up those links are already there. So they can just start asking for content. And the way we started out was to approach our counselors um, in each area and say, this is what we're hoping to do. Do you see any challenges with it? Is there anybody that we've missed who's already doing something similar that we could support instead of creating a new one? Um, and then from the councillors getting their support on board, they were very, very helpful in connecting us with people that we didn't have links with already. Um, you are going to need to see funding. So approaching the council to get that is a good way to start and getting your local businesses on board because essentially it's a platform for them as well um, and a service that in their marketing they should be paying for. So help get them on board and that will help drive the whole project forward. Um, and if you want support, then definitely get in touch with us. We are looking at license opportunities. So people that are embedded in their community that want to launch a paper and do it under the post brand, they will be more than welcome to discuss a license opportunity with us. We'd love to move that forward. That's amazing. And I love all these success tips that you're sharing. I do hope people will take the offer and reach out to you for the potential discussion. So here's hoping. <laughs> I'm going to now go to my signature questions, which I ask all my guests. Or what's your favorite reason to love Manchester? I love Manchester because on any given night, you could have any choice of cuisine that you like. You could listen to any type of music that you want. You could go to a number of different theaters and enjoy cultural experiences that you just, yeah, the, the wealth of options out there is exciting and Manchester offers that for everybody and what's your favorite place in Manchester or where's your favorite place <laughs> I obviously the Heaton's where I live <laughs> but no actually in Manchester city center the library central library is stunning it's a beautiful building and within St Peter's Square which has had a lot of redevelopment it's such a wonderful place um all of the changes have uh, moved it from 
a slightly undesirable area of the city through to now a very open and welcoming space with the most amazing architecture, all of which juxtaposes with the new buildings that have been put in place. It's a wonderful place to, to go and yeah. Anyone should visit the library, which is stunning. It's great. Uh, tell me about uh, if what's the most important life lesson you've learned? Just say yes and see what happens, I think. Um, I've been down a number of different paths with my career where somebody's given me a crazy idea and uh, I've helped them run with it. So that's my lesson is just to say yes and see what happens. Great philosophy. And if someone wrote a book on your life, Mel, what would they call it? This is a tricky one, I think, but probably just another little project. (laughs) And anyone knows me will laugh at that one because that's probably what I say constantly. Just another little project. Go on, we can fit it in. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why you have three and you're full to capacity, is it? (laughs) Yeah, the amount of times that Amanda and I have said, Oh, can we do a fourth? Oh, maybe. (laughs) I'm sure something more will come or maybe one more passionate person might join you and uh, then you'll have a little more capacity. So who knows? Hopefully. To add anything or tell us anything new that you're up to, it's just an opportunity for you before we sign off. Sure. Uh, So in terms of new and exciting things coming up this year, we are doing a number of community events and they've been supported by council funding, which is brilliant, and the local businesses who are coming forward as sponsors. So if you are in the area, please come down to Summerfest, which is on the 10th of July in Heatonmore Park. We also have a spring windows project starting before that. So what we want to do is have the Heatons on the map as the place to come to see beautiful window window art. We did it at Christmas. We're going to do it in the spring and we're going to do it for Halloween. And so it's just the opportunity to come and visit an area. If you don't know it, come and have a look because it's beautiful. And if you do know it and it's your local haunt, then just take a wander around and see what you can spot. And then the final exciting project we've got is um, Wild in the Heatons and Reddish. So similar to the bee project in Manchester and the frogs in Stockport, we're doing our own version which is going to be a trail of animal sculptures around the Heathens and Redditch. Um, it's going to start in the summer and run through the whole of the summer holidays. Um, our artists are all local artists. So we've got some very, very talented people that live locally in SK4 and SK5 who will be um, decorating the, the sculptures. Um, we're going to be working with local community groups and schools to get kids involved and vulnerable adults through art therapy. Um, so it's another opportunity to come and see what we've got going on in the heat and zoom with it. That sounds fascinating. I'm, I'm definitely interested and I love the idea of, uh, you know, community art or art uh, inspired by, I guess, animals and birds and insects. I don't know what the, what the inspiration is going to be. Thank you so much, Mel, for talking to me and my listeners. It was a real pleasure to talk to you today and to hear about all the exciting things you have planned and what how you're serving the local community. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's been wonderful to talk to you. And if anybody's around in the Heatons, please pop in and see me and Amanda at the Hub. We'd love to have a chat with you. Wonderful.